Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to the Raw Makers Podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, business and entrepreneurship. We are, are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Borman of the Raw Makers Coaching. We have a very special guest tonight and I'm so excited to get this, this man on. Um, he's um, been on a similar journey to both of us in the coaching world. Um, he's a qualified and accredited uh, international coach and he's a master NLP practitioner. Um, he's a spiritualist, he's a business owner, um, he's pretty much, and he helps people with sobriety and um, uh, people who feel they really kind of, you know, drink becomes a bit of a problem for them and yeah, he helps coach them to you know, find other alternatives to using alcohol. Um, so let's bring him on without further ado. Welcome, Stephen. Hiya. Hello. Uh, so let's just start off with you know, just telling people about, uh, about you. So I'll give you a little brief introduction there, but is there anything else you'd like to ask? listeners and viewers to know about you? Um, yeah, a little bit about me. Um, looking back now, I know more, I can see my whole life, my story, what happened, but basically over many years I, I drifted from being a, a, a top um, athlete, um, top you know, cyclist to um, my best mate, died of cancer, broken relationship to being cheated on all these things started building up my story I set a, a business up which um, grew to be quite a monstrous stressful monster and never saw that um, alcohol was starting to creep into my life um, until the point that I was literally um, and I spent two or three years like this actually in the depths of depression walking the streets at night, wet through, suicidal thoughts. What I once found myself in a woodland with a rope in my hand, just drunk from alcohol, just waiting. Every day was just drudgery to get from one day to the next. Anxiety was terrible. Um, pains in between my shoulder blades, just, just worried and constant stress every day. I just wasn't enjoying life at all. Um, I knew I needed to make a change. I had studied a lot about mindset for quite a few years, but never sort of implemented it on myself. And it wasn't until I came across the coaching course and decided to join that I then started to feel myself blossom. Just before that, I'd um, quit alcohol. I just totally stopped. That was really difficult um, to do that. And I implemented techniques to help me get through that and ended up um, completely sober. And um, before I knew it, I was a accredited life coach and master NLP practitioner, but I didn't want to stop just at that. So um, this passion of mine as, I, grew, as, I, as I, I drove my mess into my message, if you like, then started to delve deeper into the human mind, into the spiritual side, 
And some of the things that, that have come out to the surface have been quite um, amazing revelations, really. Amazing. They've actually been through quite a lot of stuff, like mm. a lot of pain in your past, driven you to this sort of career, and um, in helping people you know, overcome their issues and challenges. Mm. Um, so, firstly, well done for that. Well done for coming through that and yeah. out with the other side. And I'm thankful. Turning yeah. into a positive as well. Yeah, I'm thankful for every moment. If I was to be able to walk this life again, I would walk the same path. I'm thankful for depression, um, alcohol dependency. I'm eternally thankful for the depths that I've plummeted to. Because had I not been there, I would not be able to serve and help the people that I do today. And it's made me the person I am now. And, and I think you need to look at life like that. My story, my past story is my gift. Yeah, it's a famous credit from Tony Robbins, isn't there? Like, everything's happening for you. And I believe that's so true for your story and everyone's yeah. story, right? Yeah. You have to understand, you know, we're not... Um, we're not um, human beings having a spiritual... Um, life with spiritual beings having a human ex experience. And... And it is an experience that we're going through as individuals. And this experience has its ups and downs. You have to learn from your ups and downs. You have to put yourself out there. You have to fight that fear and um, and pain because these are golden nuggets of growth. Absolutely. It's interesting you say that actually because I heard somewhere that our body is actually inside our spirit, not the other way around. Mm. Yeah, there's evidence starting to come through with quantum physics now that our consciousness is is, is exterior from where we are. Um, there's evidence starting to show that the third eye um, is a clear indication where, where, where intuitiveness comes in. And this is why I work with people to help them to find their true self. If you think you've got like two parts to your physical self and your spiritual self, the physical being, if you like, lives very much in, we live in a very materialistic, materialism world driven by ego where people, unfortunately, the way life is, believe that what they own, what they have, what they look like is, is them as the person when that's not actually the fact. You know, you're not your clothes that you wear or the car that you drive or, or, or the shape and size or color of your body or whatever, you know, you're not that. So I like to take people more to the spiritual side, back to the true source of where they came, the true source where they came from. And we've all got a clear indicator whether we're going nearer to source or away from the source. And that's feeling, human feeling. Because if you're feeling, if you make a choice and you're feeling bad about that choice, or you're feeling bad in yourself, then you, you've taken yourself further away from your source. If you've made a choice that makes you feel good, you're bringing yourself back to source because source is just true love and compassion and um, and that's what is in the true source. Everything else is ego-driven in the materialistic life. This is why if somebody like um, does your wrong, cuts you up in your car, you don't have to react. That's in the materialistic life. That's in, that's in that part of our body. When you can live closer to true source in a place where 
you've just got true happiness within you and you can't be um, overruled, if you like, by things that are happening in the materialistic world when you truly start to realise who you are. And that's where a lot of problems can be solved from the depth of that. I mean, I work a lot with people that have got alcohol addictions, but I also work with mental health, male mental health. And um, to me, the biggest addiction is... There's many addictions, alcohol, shopping addictions, sex addictions, all sorts. But the biggest mother of all addictions is the addictions to, to our own thoughts and, um, and our own actions and addictions to our past story. And people can literally drag themselves down and become addicted to their self, if you, if you like, their, their own subconscious mind, which, which can, either, can either be a best friend or can ruin you, as you know. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so would you liken that to authenticity? So our true source being the center of like love, compassion, who yeah. we really are, like, you know, yeah. kind of comparable, the source yeah. and true authenticity, kind of one the same, maybe. That's right. Yeah, the true source of who we are, the true spiritual essence of us, our consciousness, which is all connected, we're all connected, we all share consciousness with, with planet Earth, with nature. And um, I mean, let's face it, the first nine months of creation of us is just, it's just been taking place within the womb. It's all taking control, you know, what color our eyes are, whether we're going to lose our hair as we get older, it's all been decided in that, that uh, nine months. But um, then we're born into this world and and uh, we say, right, we'll take over now. And, and then from that moment onwards, we are influenced. We, we, we take in other people's opinions. And, um, and then we start to build up this perception of life, don't we? And this is why there's wars and, and arguments, because we all see life differently. We've all, we've all walked a different, a very different path. But when you look at the, the true essence, I mean, you take an oak tree, for instance, if you were to take a, a an acorn and cut it in half. It's just merely inside that. It's just like a brown dust. But from that acorn becomes a massive tree that can create water that can last for many, many years. Mm-hmm. If you if you were to draw down in that acorn and keep looking down and down through microscopic evidence, keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, what you'll eventually come to is pure energy. And it's the same with everything you work back right down to energy. So there's a there's a source out there, there's an energy that drives life. It drives us. It drives the oak tree to grow into an oak tree, where every branch is going to be. And it's the same with us, you know, right from when, when the, the embryo and, and coming into, into this life. I mean, I connect now with spirit quite profoundly. Um, I haven't done it for many years, but even more so now. Um, I, I can do past life regression. I've done past life regression on myself. Um, and I'm working now towards um, doing NLP um, in past. So if you've got somebody that's suffering a limited um, inherent belief now that could be passed down from three or four, five generations ago, imagine being able to do NLP in spirit and break. And this has been proven that it can work. So you break the chain um from the initial source of the problem, really, which could could have been um, a grandparent that was bullied throughout the life, 
And as you know, we, we, can, we can pick these traits up from birth and then our children can pick them up. And it can last for many, many years. I suppose our timeline is linked with our mothers for nine months. That's right. Share the same timeline for nine months. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And your mum will, will, will have picked up um, inherent beliefs um, from her parents, grandparents, great-great-grandparents. These things can go back generations. So we're, we're actually living a life um, ourselves that is... is not really our true selves, if you like. We're living a life of a mixture of, of everybody. And I like to liken it, if you imagine you're holding a, 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 a painting in front of you now, and on that painting is is um, lots of colours of dots of paint, but now you hold that painting now, and you've got that brush in your hand, and it's your turn to put that dot of paint on that, that um, canvas. And that canvas has been handed down from generations through all your lifetime. But you might see many colours that are similar shape. This is where the change needs to be. You're holding, you're holding the paintbrush now. It's time to make that change and make that mark on there because whatever you put on there is going to, going to could last another few hundred years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Very true. And if you think about just the um, just the very fact that, you, that we're all here today, if you dip your back down your ancestral tree, we've got thousands of um, of, of people down there, one one different turn by any one of those people going back hundreds if not thousands of years and we wouldn't be sat here because it would change the whole process of events. So just to be sat here, be living and breathing makes a person extremely special without doing anything else. Very true. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've got a question for Stephen, Mike. So, yeah. what's your biggest motivation? Love. I absolutely love helping fellow human beings. I think um, life is about uh, not what you can get, what you, it's what you can give. And look for moments in life. I think it's important. So I always say to people, look for five moments in every day where you can help another human being. The other day I was driving along in, in my car and I saw an old guy on some rickety steps trying to cut the top of his edge in his front garden and I quickly pulled up because it looked as if you were about to fall off him and it was electric shears he had in his hand. So I went, oh, hold on, mate, and I jumped out and I held his, his steps and I said, do you want me to pull off these? And I, then I said, second thoughts, get down. He got down and I trimmed all the top of his edge for him. Within a few minutes, I jumped back in my car and he stood there with his trimmers on his front garden and couldn't believe that his head was done. But, but to me, that is like a gift. I see it as a gift. These, op- these, these are opportunities gifted to myself to be able to help another person. And, and I think it's really important to be able to do that in a way. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like a true sign of protection. Like, I think you're a walking example of protection. How it can, if it's changed, like how much you know a person can be different or influenced better to you know helping others rather than hurting others. Yeah, you have to see life. Look through these eyes. That person that's on the, on the floor collecting. Uh, 
money that's got nothing with a little dog next to him stop and have time and chat to him. It's really interesting. Get to know about their life. You know, get to know, make conversations with with people in shops just to just brighten people's day. Because at the end of the day, they're they're living this life. And you've got, you've got to understand that we never actually see anything outside of our eyes. We see nothing outside. I'm not seeing you outside of me. I'm not seeing this kitchen, this house. I'm not hearing anything outside of me because, and, and neither are, are any of us because the, these two eyes here are projecting images that are placed in our brains and the same with our eardrums. So it's quite a sad fact to, to think that when you're looking out of those beautiful fields in the ocean, you see nothing out there. You're seeing it all in here. Everything happens in here. And um, that's the way the world is. And uh, so it's important that um, that you live from mindfulness. You understand. I mean, everything else in life is, is, is like, um, if you think, Everything will revert back to chaos naturally. It will do that. Whether it's this kitchen, my car, my garden, my relationship, my health, nothing naturally gets better on its own. It's almost like there's a force of nature against us. If that force wasn't there, mankind would collapse. Because if you went to, say, play a, a game of golf, for instance, and every time you hit the golf ball and got you got an hole in what? soon get better playing golf we need an opponent in life and that opponent will constantly try to drag everything back to chaos you need to service your car you need to do your garden it just doesn't do itself everything deteriorates and goes back to to a chaos state but the thing the massive thing that is missed in all this is our minds our subconscious minds there's no different it will always revert back to a chaotic state. It can only know what it knows from birth, what's been input into the mind. So we don't take our minds for a service or an MOT. So this is why it's very important to, to um, when I see people's eyes open, these revelations when you're talking to them, because they may have lived many, many years. I did it myself. I spent years telling people my boring story about my ex-wife and, my mate that had passed away, it almost like was talked it out word for word. People must have got sick of hearing it. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, so, I can think of quite a few times where you've used courage in your life, but what has been, you know, for you, from your point of view, what, you know, what area have you used courage in the most? Um, I think more so since since um, the journey that I'm on now and going out and helping other people because I spent many, I mean I'm 53 now and, and I probably spent 50 years of my life not feeling good enough. Even when I was winning events, uh, racing, still didn't feel good enough. Never quite felt good enough in myself. And... Um, but now, but now there's no doubt at all that that's gone. I've got rid of, rid of that. And um, you've got to understand that, you know, to face that fear, to, to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there, that's where the diamonds of life are. That's where the, the golden nuggets are to, to, to 
growth and if you can grow and you can help other people, they're not in the uh, cheap seats at the side where everybody's sat looking, at, looking in on you. Um, you know, get yourself covered in dust, get yourself mucky. You're going to get ridiculed as well. You know, that's just if you get ridiculed by others or you get your haters, that's just a clear sign that you, you're polarizing yourself and you're doing something different. And children have that attitude, don't they? Like, you know, they always yep. get dirty and getting into things and they want to get stuck in. And... Yeah. Well, they do. The younger age, up to up to the age of seven, our brain's in theta state, which is like, it's just playfulness, isn't it? Kids can imagine, like, flying a plane and, you know, and uh, they, have all, they play out all these roles in their life, don't they? And then, then life takes hold as we get into adults. We forget all about that. This is where um, the connection with spirit happens in that brain state. It's very much about um, being able to calm your brain back down to that um, that state of mind where um, left brain interaction doesn't come in, left brain calculating brain doesn't. So if you can shut that off and, and go back to that um, that brain state, that's that's where in your intuitive. Um, answers come in really i can sit with a client and get them into that state and we can we can walk through that process and literally they, they will feel answers pop in that they're not even thinking about which are coming from from the heart from your intuition because the, the heart and the the brain are linked and it is found now that there's neurons actually in the heart as well as the brain so the heart does actually um think like the brain to a certain extent they collaborate with each other yeah. So when you get that gut feeling inside about something, it really does have a true meaning. To it. Neither of them can live without the other, can they? Yeah. So, no. Other centre or that. Yeah. There's, 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 there's been many people that have had like heart transplants, and then they've taken on the, the food um, um, cravings of the person, the recipient of heart. There was one case even where a young girl had a heart transplant, and she started having these nightmares. She was 12 years old about being chased through a forest and attacked. And she was screaming out these words. And, and this little girl actually was used to convict a guy who, who um, murdered the, the little girl that the heart came from. And it was exact. The dream was exact. The words were exact what he shouted. And, um, and they convicted him through the dream of the, the, the girl was having from the heart that she, she had from the the poor girl that lost her life. Incredible. Mm. And obviously tragic as well. But... Very tragic, yeah. Very, very tragic. But it speaks volumes that there is more to us than, than we perceive. And I think when you're coaching somebody, if you're just going to coach from the five senses and in the materialism sort of world that we live in, um, I believe you've got limitations when you can when you can go outside those boundaries and work with the spiritual side of a person, then you really can start to make some some great uh, breakthroughs. Well, well, your clients are, obviously your client base is different. Not everybody's uh, into that sort of thing. Not everybody. Um, understands or even wants to learn that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, 
So you've obviously, you know, built up a lot of confidence. You know, what sort of mindset thing have you shifted, would you say, right? Then you're like your biggest mindset shift with entering this whole world and like what what's been the revelation for you? Um I think really this last two or three years my eyes have opened even more to the world looks beautiful, it's colourful, the sounds, um, the images, the people I can look it's almost like I don't see um, faces anymore, I see souls. And I do truly believe that that God runs through us all. I look at other people. And even if they're doing me wrong, I can still send them love and understand that they are actually part of me. We're all part of the togetherness of, of, of the whole world, the whole universe. It's the same with nature. It's, it's only like mankind with the materialistic way that we live that if you look at nature, it's got its curves, it's got its imperfections. Um, but as a whole, that's what creates its beauty. And it's the same with mankind. Got its imperfections. We've all got our imperfections, but that's part of the beauty of each in flaw, because that is part of everything. I heard a quote once as well, like um, that a seed must be placed in darkness before it can see the light. Yes. Hold on. And then. That to me is like, you know, the world needs darkness. You can't ever abolish all bad things because that's right. it's just as important as, you know, all the good in the world. Right. How, how could we learn? How could we learn? How do, I mean, if you think when you come into this world, how do we know to laugh at it? How do we know about the things that we find funny? How do we know about the things that make us laugh? How do you know... You know when you watch a band and experience it, it's good and it makes you happy. So there's lots of things that are in our nature, aren't they, that's um, carried into into us from, from way before we were even here. Yeah. So what kind of, I wouldn't say advice, what golden nuggets could you give our listeners and viewers if, if they're struggling in life? I would say um, try to think of yourself as, as, as bigger than just not your just your physical self. Because when you realise that when you think that you're just your body, then you can be very judgmental on that. You can be very. I see young teenagers going out spending hundreds of pounds on t-shirts with the logo emblazoned across the front. They're very much. Ego is a very expensive thing to upkeep. And if you think ego spells edged God out, it's a very expensive hobby to live by the ego. When you start to understand that there's another part of you which is not the physical, which is the spiritual part of you. And in that place, when you can learn to live in that place, live in awareness of that place, then you start to find true peace in yourself and peace in the world around you because you step 
out, yeah, we all like nice things and nice houses and all this, but at the end of the day, when you can step out of that and realize that that's not everything, there's a bigger part of you which exists. And when you live in there, there is no race in, in that part of you. There is no ego-driven, um, argumentative um, race within that part of you. It's just, it's just pure love and happiness and contentment. And you can go by your day if someone does you wrong. You can just look, smile, send them love, move on. Because you're in a different place. You're living in a different place within your mind. And it's a very comfortable place to live in. And that in that place, you can control um, aggression. You can control addiction. You can control confidence. Because you're building it in a place which is detached from the physical, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we are spiritual beings having a human existence. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen. So whatever anyone believes, like, you know, that, that sort of thing, I don't think can be denied. It's like, um, you can all kind of bed it That's That silent, slight connection. And when you're just charging around in your daily life and doing everything, you just can't hear it. So this is where this technique is just to slow your brain down, slow your mind down and attach to another part of you, which is a very special, natural part of, of all of us. Yeah. There's a very good meditation um, that Tony Robbins does as well. With, um, he does a gratitude meditation. So they watched I Am Not Your Guru on Netflix. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, go and check it out. It's absolutely amazing. At the end, they do like a, a meditation. If you actually do the steps with um, Tony and everybody else in that room. Yeah. Coaching. Um, yeah. You can have quite a, a magical experience. With that yeah. I carry a crystal in my pocket. It's just in my pocket all the time. Goes, you know, my keys are in there, my wallet. Um, when you put your hand in your pocket and you just nudge by the side of it, that's my gratitude rock. That just reminds me in that moment to be grateful of something. And it can be just being alive, just being here breathing. But you can introduce all sorts, your, your family, your loved ones, the, home, the roof over your head. You know, the, the smile on somebody's face you've just seen. So many times throughout your day, you end up being grateful for lots of things that you wouldn't have even thought about being grateful for before. Just because you get that little nudge when you feel that. Bit like, I get sometimes very annoyed when, you know, I see people who are, you know, angry or upset. Just like, like, um, obviously they're feeling what they're feeling, but. You know, there's a child dying of cancer somewhere, like, you know. That's right. Not as bad as what you, you're thinking yeah. of when it's perfected. Um, no. Yeah. That's, that's life, isn't it? And tragedy happens in this life and, uh, you know, every single day the things that happen in this world. And, and if you think, as I heard something the other day, and it's so profound, it just hits hit home even more to me that every moment in life, passes 
we gain more past and and have less future. It never goes the other way, does it? So we can't uh, focus on the past, especially um, past traumatic experience, because <clears> there <throat> was it Wayne Dyer um, put this great about the speed and the wake that when the speedboat's driving along and and the, the trail that it leaves is the wake and, and it's too easy for us to live in the wake but the wake's not driving the boat the wake's nothing to do with driving the boat so you shouldn't live your life living in the wake it's gone and the only the only time we've got to make that that that, that change is, is now in this moment because we have thought we are creating machines within ourselves just by thought. You can make one single thought in a, in, you know, like you were talking about yesterday, climbing up Snowden. You made one thought to make that decision to, to make that announcement in that moment, which changed your life. But you could have, you could have not made that thought or not, not done that. And your life could have been far worse. So we are creators of thought, you know, and we have the, magical gift of being able to do that in every single moment of our life every moment we can make a change in this in this world with our lives everything and that is a, a massive gift to hold that was the moment i stopped hiding yeah. and what a courageous thing to do and you made it through a choice and that choice that choice is your god-given right to do that and um too many choices are made in this world which uh, cause upset and, you know, and, and, and wars and arguments and, you know, and, it, and it's just simply by people, I mean, we've all got a different perception of the world, and we've all got a right to, uh, I, might, I might not agree with somebody, but I respect their, um, their choices, whatever they are. And I think what's missing from the world, you know, that acceptance of other people's um, yeah. 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 So, final sort of question: Where can people find you? Like, if they really want to work with you, if they've resonated with you tonight, and you know, they want to do a bit more spiritual work for themselves, or maybe yeah. get sober, maybe drink some problems in their life, and yeah. they, you know, they don't know who to turn to. You know, we're showing them you. Like, you know, so where can they find you? If, you know. So you'll find me on Facebook, um, Stephen Sanderson. We've also got a group called Beat Binge Drinking. Um, you can email me at stevesand01 at gmail.com. Um, I'm always there to reach out to people. I get phone calls at all stupid hours in the middle of the night. And um, I try to limit them, but some people need that time to reach out, don't they? You know, you've got to sort of do your best in this world, I think. For people, for fellow human beings, and uh, and just make a difference. And I, th I do think you know to see that um, smile on someone's face, even strangers, it's just a, a beautiful thing to witness. So, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, what value? Oh my God! Like. Um, um, so much value that people you know, digest 
some of it's quite deep and um, uh, you might need a bit of time to process some of that yeah. stuff. But <laughs> I think the essence of life is kind of like not you're new to this world and yeah. Um, yeah. But you are a legend. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. And without Thank further you. ado, let's draw on that courage. Build up that confidence. And let's get back your roar. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take it easy. Recording stopped.